Here we go. Gentlemen, back in action, only for your ears, for your ears only. My name's Dan. And I'm Rob. And you're listening to Who the Hell Are You Podcast. That's right, where we explore the lost, incriminating, backwards music of the last century. <laughs> incriminating is a good adjective. Yeah, it, <laughs> a lot of it's incriminating music. Um, we were just listening to a... A uh, Buck Wheezy. Like Georgia Wheezy? Yeah, Buck and Wheezy. Moving on up. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a DJ record from the nineties. In fact, I believe I believe this came out in nineteen ninety. Let me double check that. I don't have the It was like the precursor to people hauling like a, an MPC with them where they just have drops, right? Right. This this was for DJs to be like put their tape down, they're like, I need this and I need this, and then they go battle it out. Yeah. And they'd be like, what, 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 what? Oh, it's right behind you. There it is. I can't find anything because it's so close. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I think I looked it up. But it quotes people like um, Beat Junkies, Fat Beats, Peanut Butter Wolf, DJ Streak, The Baca Boys, My MPC. But it doesn't have... Here's, here, here's the tell, okay. Rob. Yeah. It has an email... Oh, it does have a website, so it can't be ninety. I, mean, no. I think it was late nineties. Late nineties, then. Yeah, it does have, it does have a website and it does have an email. Wait, is it at like at like AOL or is it at a? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> so so it could be mid technically mid nineties. <laughs> Rob's like, well, if it's AOL, yeah. we can uh, we, we can, can safe, safely assume <laughs> that if it's from the mid nineties, it was a youthful person, and if it's current, it's definitely an elderly person now. So that's right. Um, well, you ever heard of a man named Philip Goodhand Tate? I can't say that I have. Well, he decided, I'll think oh, I'll wait, write PGT a song. Oh, wait, PGT you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. PGT, sorry. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. He's like, bring in the lead right away. Yeah, right off the top. Producers like get in there and you start shredding right away. He sounds like uh, old Joe Cocker. Wow, what, this has got to be sixties, early seventies. You know, I still don't understand why people don't put years on these things. It says promotional copy, Bell Records, not for sale, DJ copy. But I'm a DJ, so I'm allowed to have it. I don't know, I'll look it up. Philip Goodwin, good hand. Not Goodwin, he's got a good hand. All right, so, so, oh no, no. See, I'm, I'm typing the wrong thing. 
It almost, it also has that, um, almost like Dave Mason. Okay, he's from the United Kingdom. Okay. Okay, he was born in 45, so this maybe it's the 60s. Yeah. Oh, 71. 79, okay. I think I'll write a song, 1971. I like, um... A point of mention is that the harmonica player on this album is Ian Duck. Ian Duck. And the bottleneck guitar player is Caleb Quayle. <laughs> so... He's like, I can only hire guys with birds. Exactly. What, what sort of, of bird are you named after? Oh, you're not? Yeah. Sorry, we can't use you on this record. My Duck name, and Quayle. My name's Dan uh, Condor. <laughs> For 19, I mean, 1970, early 70s, I do feel like everyone was trying to sound like the Beatles. Because the oh, Beatles yeah. had broken up and everyone needed to fill the void. Right. We listened to the Hudson Brothers a couple seasons ago. And I kind of wanted to do a show on Beatles songs that aren't the Beatles. But you can't do a lot of the famous ones. Such as Sowing the Seeds of Love by Tears for Fears. We can't play that on here, but Sowing the Seeds of Love yeah. is a Beatles song that's not the Beatles. Oh, absolutely. It's probably the greatest Great, big non-Beatles song. Beatlesque. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Good job. Yeah, yeah I like that. Thank you, Philip. If we have a if we have a vote of confidence, Rob, we're gonna we're gonna ask you to pick another track. We have that was I think I'll write a song from I, the LP, I think I'll write a song. I want to hear uh, what track is Duck or Quail on? Because it's on the bottom right-hand corner there. You'll see uh, special thanks to Duck and Quail. Oh, yeah, so Cold Night have a and cold Oh night. Rosanna. Let's, let's do... Oh, that's a setup. Oh, Susanna. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rosanna. That was like the birdie song oh, from a few Rosanna. seasons ago, and it turned out to be the chicken dance. The chi- that's right. Remember? Oh, yeah. We were like, what this was is it a, called? It was, it was called, called like, the bird song. The tweet song. The tweet song. song. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, this would be about Twitter. And then they went on like, this is a setup to get around paying royalties right here. <laughs> what is it? We listen to Duck? Is this Duck on harmonica? Yeah. Let's see if they launch right in the harmonica song. Cold Night. Borrow McCartney's piano to make yeah. this record? <laughs> or Leon Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, no harmonica yet. Oh, it's Randy Newman. <laughs> Would it be? It's wow. It is. It's not even a little rainy. There's no comfort in a cold night. And and Joe Cocker. I mean, he's yeah. kind of the the love track. Joe Newman. Joe. <laughs> Randy Cocker. <laughs> Randy Cocker. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh. Get it, duck. <laughs> He's down the hall. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we need you to play it down this way. Exactly. I need you to face into the urinal so it reflects out. Who is the guy from War? Oscar. Something Oscar. Lee Oscar. Was yeah. The yeah. Harmonica player oh yeah. War, right? Yeah, and he, but then he became like that's Lee Oscar harmonica. Right. Yeah. yeah. He he became he, he became the harmonica. Yeah, exactly. He he started the harmonica empire. 
<laughs> the harmonic empire we know today. But he he did yeah he he ripped the uh, lowrider uh, melody. I, this 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 album never went anywhere because some record exec is like this is <laughs> Joe Cocker Randy Newman we already have them. But I feel like in the from the oh, by the way these uh, R.I.P. the Geeter. Oh yeah, the Geeter with the heater, the boss with the hot sauce, Philadelphia's own. I I told my coworker about that. She said, well, I didn't grow up around here, so I didn't know him. I'm like, um, you've lived here for the last 40-some years. He's been on the radio every week. Yeah, yeah, he's been on the radio since 1958. That's and I said, crazy. he used to talk over the songs. And then she said, oh, oh that, that guy. guy. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've we made fun, but yeah. I mean, it's... He was it's, legendary. Yeah, it's, it's all in good fun. In fact... I'll 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 do I'll do I'll yeah, do my best. Do, do an impression of the homage. Geeter. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> this is for you, R.I.P. Yeah. Geeter. It's for you. Uh, I have to use something. You use something like we have to use someone something. and the somethings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to be like. I, I know this is this could get us in trouble, but yeah, do it. Nineteen sixty-seven, the Butterfield Blues Band came up with this version, East to West. But. In 1972, Adam Monaco came out with <laughs> his own version, which sounded something like this. After me. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, you know, if I had to complain, though, I'd be like, can you just play the whole song? That'd be well, <laughs> I think that was the, the thing, though, is, is, you know, when he would do like live, you know, weddings or, or, or right. sock hops, that yeah, was yeah. his thing, though. He'd always <laughs> be like, he'd let a minute play and then he'd be like, everybody. Yeah, well, that's a, he. You know, he probably had the lowest occurrence of royalties on his show because he would never hit the he he never hit the line. Oh right, how yeah. much time <laughs> to pay for the? Well, that's how we get away with exactly. it, Rob. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything. Well, Rob, we're going to stick with the early seventies. In fact, our theme today could be the early seventies because there's just so many bands that Millions. got record deals that no radio station. Ever will play. Ever will play. And no one will be like, oh, yeah, I saw them, and they were great. This is, uh, this is Cat Mother and the All Night Newsboys. Or it's Albion Duwa. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the, what the band is. <laughs> Shanana? I'm not sure whether it's the band or the record type. Oh, it's James Brown. Get it. Oh. Upside down. It is. That's one of those songs until you get into it, you don't feel it. Yeah. We should have a name for that. Like the mysterious time. Yeah. Well, it does have one of my favorite pictures of that. Oh, look at that. If you want to see this, you can check out our Instagram at Who the Hell Are You Podcast. That's right. This, I believe, is 1970. Yeah, and this was done in San Francisco, which would totally make sense because this is like, you know, it was the Beatles' end and the 
Grateful Dead ramp up. Yeah, yeah. And all the other bands that came out of the Bear. The band. The, the, um, remember we had the, the band Cold Blood on here. They were from San Francisco Bay Area too, and they kind of had this Santana meets. Yeah. Ten years after. Somebody stamped this. See, this is an interesting thing. Look, look right there. There's a guy's name. But how did he get the stamper in there? Oh no, hard for me to open it up. Phil Felix. Phil Felix owns this record in 1970, probably. Oh wait, maybe maybe that's the golden ticket, like in Willy Wonka. Oh right. We got the Phil Felix copy. Yeah. <laughs> we get a tour of the Cat Mother's house. Out of that one, yes. Phil Felix. Uh, it's kind of like finding the uh, Bob Ludwig Zeppelin II master. Oh yeah, that'd be sweet. I thought I found one once, but it wasn't. It wasn't? I was really excited for a minute, and then I was like... I feel like it's just the regular Zeppelin 2. Yeah, it's just regular Zeppelin 2. Who wants to hear that? <laughs> you just have to turn it up louder at home. No way, man. There's more this, bass. This is, once again, an example, though, of a song. And I listened to it, and they did. And you know they were like, guys, that was great. Do it again. It is so long, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Well, we did 40 takes of that song. I think you should probably think about that solo in the middle at about four and a half minutes. But I like this though too, because this was clearly them just in the studio just playing all together. Yeah, well. And they got castanets and cowbells. You on. mentioned a couple weeks ago that you can tell when super overdubbing happened because there's too much going on. Right. You know, this yeah, sounds like, like all the instruments. Yeah, this sounds like one of each instrument, not like 40 guitars. <laughs> They're so quiet. Oh, you know, I think the thing that infuriated me most of modern recording was that they would layer so much on the drums. Like where you'd have a snare drum, but you'd have 12 snare drum samples stacked up. Like, just get the right one. Just get yeah. the sounds. Well, you and I have experienced that kind of thinking. Like, wow. okay, play that four more times. What right. do you mean? We'll play it four times and we're going to stack them all together, but then we have to turn it down really low because otherwise it would overwhelm Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think we need to hear any more of this. You know, but it, with the violin in there, though, I was going to say a little Kansas. Yeah. I bet Kansas was around in the 60s. They just weren't famous yet. Yeah, because what when was uh when was Dust in the Wind? Seventy early seventies? You know? Yeah. I'm not I'm not versed as, as much as I should be on years. I that's the one thing that made history learning history very difficult. Well, it's also very uh you know, the seventies were very gray though, because they were like we were saying, this is a transition where you went from like the end of the Beatle era and you headed all the way up into like the disco era. Right. And a lot of it was kind of happening at parallel times. Crazy. Yeah. Parallel times indeed, Rob. Well, before you, I have a record that is on a major label, mm-hmm. but I've looked up already just because I was trying to figure out what this is. Okay. And I can find very little information on the interwebs, which means two things, Rob. Mm-hmm. Which means it was such a flash in the pan that no one has remembered it recently enough, or the fact that Google heavily filters its results and doesn't want to show you things you want to know. Anyway, that's just... Could be. This week's Conspiracy Corner. Because <laughs> I know darn well I, I used to be able to find things, and now for some reason I can't. 
This is um, something from, uh, oh, wait, oh, oh. Oh, wait, did you just figure it out? Google no, be damned. No, 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 Rob, I, 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 I broke the golden rule. Uh-oh. I bought this without really looking carefully at the record. What we have inside here is Winter Wonderland, <laughs> Christmas music. It's supposed to be Since Life Began, original score from Life's Fashion Film, composed and orchestrated by Alec Wilder. And I looked it up, and it's like 1961. So wow. it's early. But that's not, but what, that's the not what this is. And, and, I'll, and I'll be darned if I didn't look straight at it and go, yeah, that's it. Thanks a lot, Dusty Bin. Jeez. All right, fine. Screw it. <laughs> okay. Is it I don't speak the language time? It's time for I don't speak the language, ladies and gentlemen. It's your favorite part of the show. Where we put a language on and you try to figure out... <laughs> what language it is. Yeah, what language it is. And um, no, no hints. Uh, I, I know nothing. I'll give you no hints today. But he does look cool. He's got some babes. What? <laughs> Where do you see the cover on our Instagram? <laughs> wow, this is party music. They didn't have a clip track, eh? <laughs> Can't you hear it? It's going. Yeah, it's it's a a living one. It's a living clip. So, Rob, any ideas of what language you're listening to? I'm leaning Italian, but I... I... You're close. It's in the vicinity. It's more north... Eastern? Middle? Is it more Middle Eastern? Let's put it this way. When you think of the Middle Ages, this is kind of where a lot of it happened. But we, these, this is a country that we don't really think about. We don't really think of this as being a major player. We think of France and England and Spain and, and stuff, but we don't really think of this country that, um, well, dare I say it, it doesn't have a lot of modern notoriety. So, mm. ladies and gentlemen, that was a party song. Now we're going to get into... Yeah, he's going to bring it down. Yeah, I'm going to look up. I'll, I'll give you one last hint. If you haven't had food in a while, you become... Hungry. Yeah. You become Hungarian. <laughs> you get out the paprika hey, and you make a little goulash. I, wouldn't, anyway. I would have not guessed hungry. Ever. I know. It's, I was about to say famished. <laughs> yes, Flemish, which yep. translates to the Danes. <laughs> That's right. Is Flemish Danish? No. 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 The, so wait, D- Denmark, Netherlands, or is that Flemish? Somebody help us out. If anyone's Flemish out there and represents Flemish cultural history... I'm, some I'm some Flemish, but I yeah. drink my water. Yep. 
there's a there's an ointment for that. That's right. <laughs> Ew. It kind of wow. sounds like a Muppet Show thing now. It kind of sounds like the Muppets. It does. I kind of appreciate the recording, though. Yeah. Because it sounds like you're in the room with them. This is what we call dynamics, kids. Yeah. Not everything's just going to blow your wiener off. <laughs> not everything's going to also not need compression. <laughs> this is lovely uncompressed. Yeah. All right, let's, let's yeah. go ahead. Let's, let's see what else we have here waiting for us in the Hungarian catalog. Wow, that's quite a long song. Guys, that was great. Let's do it again. <laughs> what? Here we go. Oh, oh. It's a uh, Hungarian ska music. It is. Actually, you should put the beat to it. Get it up. Get it up. Get it up. Well, excellent, ladies and gentlemen. We're, if you want to come to an eventual you know, party where we play dance music that nobody's ever danced to in the yeah. past 50 years, here's a little preview. Here's a little preview. <laughs> you know you'll get out on the floor when you hear. Pick him up. Oh! Is that an accordion? Yeah. You know it is. He shredded it. Yeah, he did. The original party machine shredding up. I think it's violin. Yeah, there's somebody doing it. Yeah, but there's. Oh, no, yeah. There is. Yeah. It's a pretty. It has an English translation on here. It's got. It's got Hungarian and English and Russian for some reason. Um, we've been listening to I Don't Want Any Crackling Comb and My Mother Is Ill was the, the, the middle one. Oh, wait, no, no, these are all medleys. That's why they're so long. So now I believe we're on The Pooley Dog Is Shedding His Coat. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, the Pooley Dog. P-U-L-I. I always enjoy a little translation when you're like, no, oh, that didn't translate well at all. <laughs> That's what I thought. We're... Yeah. <laughs> and go. And go. The Hungarian connection is a deep one. We've had a few Hungarian records before. And you can always tell there's there's a very, like, well-dressed man with a mustache, and he's got, you know, jingles, I guess yeah. you could say, jangle yeah, bangles. He's and, wearing, like, a tambourine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wearing tambourine. yeah. You're you're looking for the loin tambourine, not the. <laughs> Is that called the loinerine? The loinerine, yeah, correct. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Well, Rob, it's your favorite time and mine oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Bob Barker. Fifty-two pickup. The fifty-two. 52 actually, we're gonna call it the seven-inch pickup now because. Oh yeah. It's half the time, it's not even forty-five. That's true. So, do you want to feel them? Or yes. Do you want to count? All right. Here we. Okay, here you go. Close your eyes. All right, my eyes are closed. Okay. Nope. No. Perhaps. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Oh, no. Wow. It's quite a cover. 
quite a cover. Freeze. Okay, I think it's another. Can you please please tell us what you found? I found it's um, CCO Perdona. Oh no, is what it says. So and it uh, has a very um, sort of Don Rickle esque uh, cover of two guys dressed as cowboys making funny faces. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Three Amigos, but before. <laughs> and only two of them. It's Franco Franchi and, and Gigio Ingrassia. Ingrassia. Okay, here we go. The new jet process, Hi-Fi. Oh, 1968. Don't fail me now. It's definitely a comedic album. Jar Listen, I am I am a glutton for a good jaw harp. I won't lie. I feel like there needs to be more. You, do you still have a jaw harp? You have one like in your, in your car. Well, I, I carried it around for a little while, but I, I don't know where it is right now. It'll show I seem to recall as being in the restaurant and you play your jaw harp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I find it, I carry it around for a few yeah. weeks just to show people. Exactly. It kind of hurts my teeth, though. Well, they always say, like, you know, people... Dude, comed- I said comedian talking about, well, you know, like, uh, cycling's my thing. It's like, it's not your thing if everyone can do it. But carrying around a jaw harp, that could be your thing. Because not everyone does that. I'd be like T-Bone. <laughs> like, oh, that's jaw, bo- jaw harp Dan right there. Jaw harp Kaufman. That's that's a sensitive tooth Kaufman. <laughs> well, that was, that was like, hold on. That, that was like a... Six million dollar man laugh. Yeah, it was. Sorry, I don't have my backwards table. The, the intro melody definitely sounds Scottish, though. And the jaw harp just makes it sound like you're, yeah. you're on a kangaroo on a pogo exactly. stick. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> There's some sort of spring involved. <laughs> you know someone got this cracked up to it. I, I can't because I don't know what they're saying. But Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. That, that's, a, that's good. That was, that was good. Hey, yeah. Perdona. Oh, no. I mean, in... in- and and us being audio snobs, that also sounded like a good recording. It was, yeah. I mean, it, it, everything was very clear. That uh, new jet set process. Yeah, I mean, you can't touch it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, if anybody <laughs> knows what the heck they were saying or what they're saying about, I do have an I do have um, I do have Google Translate that I can do, I can actually say see what the um, don't the you cover ever says. don't you ever fear though in the the uh, I don't speak the language segment that we're playing something incredibly offensive and we don't know. I, <laughs> I think that's happened before. Well, I, I think we have. I, I told you the story where I recorded an album with a woman when I lived on the yeah. West Coast in Russian, and, <laughs> and then a, a friend of mine from Russia heard it, and she said, this is very offensive. And I was like, oh, great. Good to know. Yeah. 
So it says, Chico, or Cicio, forgive me not. And then it says, from the original soundtrack of the film of the same name. Or sometimes it translates into, Cicio, forgive, ten, no. And then sometimes it says, gotta love it. Well, these are all Frangon, France, Chicio, um, Fat Fat. Fat Fat. <laughs> what? How dare you, sir? I think, I think for some reason this person's name, like Cicio Ingracia, yeah. is translating to Fat Fat. Uh, maybe that's where it comes from. I, I read something kind of funny, lost fat. Some fat keeps yeah. coming up when it looks at a piece of the word. And I, I read something that said, you know, now that we're in this modern era of cell phones and you put somebody's number in there and you don't remember their last name and you're just like, you know, Rob the Butcher. Yeah. And then you realize that that's how their last names came about in the first place because people needed to remember right. who they were. Well, when I, you know, my last name Schnell. So it's one of my ancestors probably was ran fast or like Schnell. He's Schnell. <laughs> that's it. Now, I don't run fast. Yeah, not me. No. I would have been uh, Rob of uh, not running fast, whatever that translates to. Um, in Hungarian, I believe it would be. It's <laughs> true. This is true. It is very true. What's even truer is that I have a bunch more Hungarian records. <laughs> I forgot that's what else I found. Well, so, here's the thing, though. We're gonna take a Hungarian. Well, because of our because our region has a, a very rich history of uh, you know. Yeah, Eastern European. Yeah. So I want. I just want to show you this. <laughs> I just want to show you the cover, and and you tell me what kind of music we're gonna hear. I mean, it's obviously Hungarian, but we've we found some of my favorite stuff has been Eastern European, like Prague rock. This guy looks like if John Denver and Lemmy from Motorhead <laughs> had a love child, it would look like this guy. Well, if that doesn't and make this, you want to go it, to the Instagram, yeah, I don't, it, yeah, I don't know what will. But then I feel like this is—it's got sea, a, a boat, maybe some seafaring stuff here. Mm. Oh wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ooh. That sounded Ooh, like oh, 1990s. A, exactly. Yeah, that's that was still in 45. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, it's low hanging fruit. Hungarian third eye blind. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Still pretty funky. It's like Cage the Elephant. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't mind. Wow. Not at all what I expected. No. But, Very but, far. But I got that because it wasn't like the Gypsy cover. That's like a contemporary 70s. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Turn your windows down. Got sweet slap back on his voice. I love this. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. John Pigeon. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve Booby is playing harmonic on this. <laughs> Joe Titmouse with harmonica. <laughs> is, it, is our continue our is it ornithological uh, theme? Is yeah. <laughs> All I know is that. You know what? I gotta be honest with you. I, I would listen. I'd just play this in my car. Yeah. This song. Who's it? Is it like, um, like Guess Who? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't even understand. I can't understand. So I did try to translate this, but guess why I can't do it? Because the font is kooky. Yeah, because it's cuckoo cursive. Yeah. 
We need script only. It's because computers don't write in cursive. So if you want to learn a secret language, kids, learn how to write in cursive. That's right. Oh, yeah. This is... I don't see a year on it, but it's good. That's proud of the record. I can't even read the, the half the stuff on here. I have trouble reading person. Almost like new wave too, though. Like that's synthesized. Oh yeah. Well, it's almost like, it's like the uh, the. Uh, ELO, where it's like double on the vocals. Wow. Who knew we'd find some psychedelic Hungarian rock? Exactly. Well, I, it's the only, it's only uh, psychedelic rock I like is Hungarian. That's right. The fact that we don't know what he's saying about just makes it even more intriguing. That sounds like such a hipster thing, too. Like, uh, so what, what do you like to listen to? Uh, I prefer Hungarian psychedelic rock. Yeah. I've really been into the early 70s Hungarian psych movement. <laughs> we should just make a t-shirt of this album cover. Yeah. <laughs> and sell it on the uh, Instagram page. Yeah. Uh, be like, is that Lemmy from Motorhead or John Denver? I'm like, wouldn't you like to know? Actually, it's the godfather of Hungarian psychedelic funk. Yeah, I'm sorry. You wouldn't, you wouldn't you understand. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. You're not an Andre the Giant pop. This morning while I was making my pour-over coffee, I was listening to this. I really shouldn't pick because I did make pour-over coffee. I was going to say, but yeah, you no. did. But no, I did. I did. You can own I can, it. I'll own it. Yeah, yeah. I'll own that. I'm a coffee stopper. That's right. Hate me. I don't care. No. I don't hate you. I just hate coffee. Yeah, I got you. Let's hear. We gotta hear another track. Yeah, this, this track's kicking, we, but this could be the best song on the record. Yeah, we we'll just let it play because yeah, let's hear I mean, it. I'm curious what happens next. Actually, this is by the way the only thing I can translate here is it's on the Pepita label. Pepita. Oh, Pepitas are delicious. They're at the Seven Eleven, I think. Are those pumpkin seeds. Yeah. Yeah, correct. It's the pumpkin seed label. Oh, Neil Young oh, yeah. came by. This is all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, it's Neil Young. It's not even the right accent. No. <laughs> Every accent has just to be like, hey. Or like bad company. This sounds like a cover. Well, we do know that the Russian bloc countries were allowed to basically steal intellectual property. So. It's quite a... Do you ever wonder though if you listen to this and you go, Yeah! <laughs> yeah! The slap back, get it! The extra long drum. Yeah, so, dude, yeah, you gotta play that again. I can't believe I was talking over it. Hold on. Yeah. That is amazing. So, for all you DJs out there, you're welcome. The, I ever wonder, you know, the opposite though. Because, like, this was obviously not very mainstream. 
What, what if we listen to one of these songs and realize, like, four years later, a big band stole it and did it? You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah, that could be the, the opposite. This totally reminds me of something, though. That second line is ver- verbatim from some other song. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. That reminds me of... Um, That's like a yes, yellow, vibe. Or... Lights are fun. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Uh, we should revisit that record. I have it right there. They did it the best. They did, yeah. It's true. Well, kids, what we yeah. can tell is this is... I don't even know what that... Is that a... FZ Sorinha Levante on Pepita. And I can't read a darn thing on it. Made in Hungary. Oh, I can read that. But I knew by the cover that it was going to be good. Yeah. I just didn't know what kind of good. No. I was kind of thinking that it was going to be more, yeah, like a... I like a shanty. Yeah, like an early <laughs> early 1900s European. It's got like a steam engine and yeah. a guy with a big bike. But then again, like think of the album covers for like Jethro Tull. If you never heard Jethro Tull and these other covers, you might... Oh, it's um, All of My Love by Don Jethro. Oh, that's... That's exactly right. That is it. Sorry. <laughs> no. Just, you're right, though. All the Jethro Tull records and Ready, know, Jimmy it was Cage all disguised as. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He, he's like, I didn't know the Hungarian group. Yeah. There's a you know, guest guitar, Jimmy Page, on there. That He did a lot. Of, it's funny. Is that his tone on, uh, with a little help from my friends, Joe Cocker, very similar to that, the album we just listened to. Oh, yeah. I bet yeah. yeah. It's almost thin, but it's yeah. present. Well, it to me, that's a loud amp mic'd for farther away. Right, right, like, right. As right. soon as you get it up on the cone, it sounds like someone's scratching your ear right. eardrum. Let that thing develop. Yeah. Right. Um. So I decided because we're sitting here in the record room that we would bring back an old favorite because we didn't listen anywhere close, um, of all the songs on here, and we were actually supposed to have. Um, the singer uh, as our first interview but it never happened and we missed that opportunity but we're gonna take you in the afternoon <laughs> skyrockets in flight don't turn away from me wow don't turn away from me Defy a modern singer to sing that harmony. Yep. <laughs> that isn't classically trained, I should say. Yeah. But even if just so effortlessly. Yeah. Well, when you get that half step swing, that's it's not easy to sing. And when you listen to this, you can tell they sang together. Overdub, overschmub. Getting there and do it live. Well, they were siblings, so right. it was why. I mean, the best. Like twin speak? Yeah. Well, Everly Brothers, the Leuven Brothers, right. these kids. I mean, I say kids, they were kids the in this Jonas part. The Jonas Brothers? The Smothers Brothers? The Smothers Brothers, yeah. Brothers Johnson? I know. Yeah, well, they look like the Carpenters. Carpenters. Yeah. 
Captain and Tanina. <laughs> Sam and Dave. Sam and Dave. Well, they weren't related, were they? I don't think so. No. no. There's a few that, I mean, Lennon and McCartney, obviously, but but they just copied the Everly Brothers. Yeah. And the Everly Brothers copied the Lumen Brothers. Right. Lumen Brothers copied old man Johnson and his brother across the, the creek. Yeah, from the, yeah, down the property. Yeah. <laughs> Up Maine. Let me bury my face in your hair and my hopes in your care my love in I did read an interview with, let's get the names right, because I forget, Sandy. She said that her brother who wrote most of the songs was really into, um, it was a classical composer, but he was sort of contemporary, like very early 1900s. Britain? Benjamin Britain? Benjamin Britain, sure. Yeah. And it's interesting if you go to listen to some of the harmonies, that's when you really start to hear it in classical music. All the contemporary, you know, early 20th century composers were all like, oh, we can play these notes now. Right, right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's just a little free design for your day. Yeah, a little free design. Yeah, everyone needs a little free design in their day. And, uh, you know, apart from missing out on that interview which I, I i still wish we could do we check our email almost exclusively to see <laughs> if she ever responds but um either way i found that record in a goodwill is that right for two bucks years ago and i never really thought much about it i had it yeah and i like the cover the cover's cool yeah but you'll it, see it on the instagram but there's there's hundreds of these uh project total sound enoch light presents there's tons of them they huh. must they've done hundred of Was them. that like a subscription? I don't think it was a subscription, but I think it was um it was a small enough label that right. you know, they were kind of in, literally independent. They weren't a subsidiary. Right, right, right. But they just did so much of what people think of as kind of disposable, you know, back in the 50s my grandfather his records were, you know, Hawaii. And it right, would just right, have right. this no name orchestra playing some vaguely exotic <laughs> Hawaiian sort of stuff, sort of Hawaiian, right? And Samoan, South Pacific. Yeah, you know your trip to Egypt. All right. Well, Rob, I found this, and I know that the the featuring he's way too famous, so I'm not even going to tell you who it's featuring. All right, but the co- the cover looks like it's going to get funky. It's, they're called Twenty Nine. Yeah, they are. Spelled T W E N N Y. Twenty. Yeah. That's right, ladies. Get out on the floor with those new pumps. That's right. I'd pay fifty for this, fellas. Get it. This is the '80s. Get so dry and you know what? It's just dry. <laughs> That's all I can say. We just went from that beautiful, wide-open reverb to like a, a drum set recorded in a closet, full of foam. Yeah. Wow. Listen to the, the sibilants are so harsh. Yeah. 
They're like, what's a de-esser? Hey, I use a de-esser sometimes. I, know, I, I love a de-esser. More, more YouTubers should learn what a de-esser is. Well, yeah, well, I mean, for those of you that don't know, de-esser is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. De-esses. Takes out the syllables. Difference between this and this right here. Yeah. Or just not putting forth a frequency that will yeah. kind of scratch behind your skull. Well, this is a lot more disco than I thought it was going to be. I knew by the hat on the front cover that it'd be funky. That's a funky hat. Long before JK of Jamiroquai rocked the hat for his funk. And he's got a tie with a t-shirt, look at, too. Look at this thing. I mean, it's more about the, the juxtaposition of dark and light colors. I like, and you'll see it on the Instagram, but I love that the uh, the band has what looks like a giant television set, and there's a person laying on the floor on the telephone. Not on their phone, on the phone. The phone, yes. Yeah. You'd be like, what's that thing? Oh, it's what we used to call oh. Blockbuster to see if they were renting. That hat is who I thought it was. <laughs> He shall not be named. That's right. If you know who's featured on the 29 That's record, right. you, can, you can fill in those gaps. But until then, nobody knows who the hell 29 is. That's right. But here we go. Yeah. Ooh, the bass is getting better now. The fish are biting. Yeah. You better watch out, piranhas. There's always piranhas. I love a funk song about going to the lake. I think there's some crappies over there. Let's get them. You know what this reminds me of? Do you know the scene in Romancing the Stone? Yes. I just watched that. Did you get it? Yeah. Like my little mule? Is it that part? We've already talked about my little mule. Well, no, no, no. I'm thinking of the part where they're, they're out in they're, the in the, the old cat, yeah, the, like the alligator. Where you, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're chasing each other through the streets looking for the stone. Right. Yes. Yeah, and he pulls that and tries to keep from going through yeah. the water. Yeah, yeah, this is the chase music. And then he just dives in the water after him, swims out in the ocean and chases an alligator. That's right. As only Michael Douglas could. As only Michael Douglas could possibly tackle. <laughs> I think he actually did A 16-foot alligator yeah, he's like, in the water. No. Yeah, he is a... Michael Douglas always had the advantage yeah, there. Yeah, he did. And yeah. then he bought that sailboat. That's right. And just happened to roll past her place. And he actually got it into Manhattan. I know. And parked it in the corner. <laughs> you know how expensive it must have been to go over the GW <laughs> or the Verrazano? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't going through the Holland Tunnel and Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. Like, that was a bridge draw. Sail it there and then get it cleaned up for the yeah. shoot. They pull it out of the East River, <laughs> drive it towards the Hudson. What are you talking about? <laughs> a double like, bass solo. What the heck's going on here? This is the second Well, there's time. a bass and then there's a key bass, right? I think this is... Is that... This oh, is... oh, now they're going to fade out on the bass solo? What kind of sacrilege like, is this? How dare... They're like... Sir. Yeah. Sir. <laughs> Sir, stop. How dare Maybe you? that was their revenge against the bass player. They're like, if you take another solo, yeah, we we're done. We're fading, fading it out. That's right. And he's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Producer's like... Take, That's right. Take that solo now. <laughs> Why are you fading out? Because it's what we're going to do now. Fade out of that solo. Well, thanks for hanging and fading with us. Yeah. Because you've reached another infinite conclusion. And 
Rob, thanks for coming. This yeah, time. always glad to be here. It's snowing. It was times. snowing earlier. We braved the elements and we're making it yeah, through. Exactly. So come back next time. We'll see you next time. Don't do it. Uh,